get the ready together. Let's get the body and the mind ready for the work that we are about to do. For those of you who have already engaged in the preliminaries, so go into them, try to recall the momentum and try to be in the momentum of the preliminaries so that you feel ready for the very meaningful work that you are now about to do. And if these guidance help you, then you can follow. So as you are settling into the posture, recall the purpose, recall the, bring to mind as clearly as you can, what are you doing, why are you doing it. And let this purpose sort of fill your immediate surroundings so that it is charged with your purpose. So that everything in your so immediate surroundings becomes for you a means of fulfilling your intentions. And as you are charging your immediate surroundings with your intention, with your purpose, feel for the sense of tranquility that naturally abides within the, your surrounding. That natural tranquility that's there no matter what else may be going on. And when you feel yourself aligned with it, stay with it for a few breaths. Feeling that sense of tranquility blending with your being now let your awareness hover over the, the body, holding both your intentions, your purpose, and holding on to the link, to the sense of tranquility you made within the immediate surroundings. just as you infuse your immediate surroundings with your purpose, connected with the sense of tranquility that's always there, do the same now with the body. And once you make connection with the sense of naturally abiding tranquility within the body, in the same way, no matter what's happening, this tranquility always abides. Stay with it for a few breaths. Let the tranquility enhance and strengthen your determination. And let the strengthened determination enhance 
the sense of tranquility. When you make palpable connection with the sense of tranquility within the body, you start to feel the body in a slightly different way. In the very, in the very same space, that you are aware of the body. You are aware of the body in a slightly different way. Instead of heaviness subject to gravity, you feel a sense of lightness where there may have been stress and discomfort. They are being replaced by a light, luminous sensation that is more, more similar to the sense of tranquility and a sense of ease. And again, continue to let that further enhanced sense of tranquility strengthen your determination and let the strengthened determination further enhance the sense of tranquility, the sense of ease. Now all these things are remaining in the mind. And you add one more thing and another one more, another thing. And each thing you add gets absorbed in the tranquility and the tranquility is affected, further enhanced and the further enhanced sense of tranquility enhances the new element that you introduced. So now we are adding directed attention. You're, you are holding on to your determination, your motivation, staying connected to the sense of tranquility, and now you're directing your attention deliberately to the legs. And allowing the natural intelligence of the body to guide you. So while you're holding on to that determination, that intention, staying connected to the tranquility. What arises in the field of intuition concerning the legs? What adjustments are you being, uh, being suggested by the natural intelligence of the body? And follow those suggestions. The adjustments may be physical, they may be energetic, <coughs> they may even be emotional. Or you may have to change your conceptual uh, stand.
in the same way, just as with the immediate environment, and with the whole body as a whole. The same thing again with the legs, a deeper sense of, a palpable sense of ease, tranquility, connection with the legs. And this strengthens your determination, makes your attention more concentrated, clearer. And they keep affecting each other, strengthening, enhancing each other. And once you feel a sense of, okay, I'm somewhat satisfied with the level of tranquility I've reached, the level of comfort that I've reached with the legs, then you move your attention to the hands, the elbows, shoulders, the arms, hold the purpose, stay connected to the tranquility, have your attention just hover over the arms, and when the palpable sense of tranquility comes through the arms, stay with it for a few breaths. a sharp degree of clarity that arises or some measure of clarity that you cannot quite stay with but there's a hint of it because of the conscious directing of your attention. same way, once you feel a sense of satisfaction with the stability and comfort of the arms, then you move your attention to the torso and it's paying a special attention to the spine and back and allowing the natural intelligence of the body to guide you as to how best to adjust the body, in this case the torso. now to the head and neck. to the mouth, 
teeth and tongue. You stay like this until you notice a palpable shift in the breath, a shift in the direction of tranquility. Then you bring your attention now to the breath, just as before, holding on to your determination, staying connected with the previous sense of tranquility looking for a palpable sense of tranquility now with the breath in your attention consciously directed to just the breath not making the breath not controlling it not forcing the mind to focus on it not even concerned about what may appear to be distractions. Just know you are breathing in as you are breathing in. Know you are breathing out as you are breathing out. While other things may enter into your field of perception. And whatever else seeming to intrude rather than holding it or labeling it with intruder, call it helper, call it inducer. Make it induce a deeper state. Once you notice a, another shift in the breath, still in the direction of tranquility. So do a last scan of the posture, establishing it in comfort, 
establishing it in stability and try to infuse places of discomfort, places of strain with a general sense of tranquility you feel. If this makes sense to you, try to elevate your awareness to the body that is lighter, the sense of the body that is lighter, that is connected more with a sense of energy, to bring about a further sense of comfort, a deeper sense of ease, and to remove a sense of discomfort. try to make it happen, just hold on to that intention while you observe the breath and seek to hold the stream unbrokenly for 11 cycles of breath.
palpably aware of the palpable tranquility in which you are. You're aware of how it is being experienced in the body, how it is being experienced in the breath, and the palpable experience of it in the mind. Within this palpable mental tranquility, again, bring forth your determination. Invoke the presence of your infallible guide. Connect your intentions with the presence of your infallible guide. Express gratitude, reverence. Entrust yourself Clear your conscience. And infuse your determination with compassionate, loving concerns.
go to the breath again. This time seek to, seek to connect with the physical breath. The breath that has temperature, that has weight, as a sense of substance. And through the perception of the substantial qualities of the breath, seek to connect again with the more substantial qualities of the body. to uh, acknowledge, I want to let you know of my appreciation for your attending uh, this, uh, this work, <laughs> because it's a Friday night, it's New York City, and it's close to, you know, it's way past, you know, <laughs> what's that called, happy hour? <laughs> <laughs> And uh, I am uh, very touched, and the reason I'm very touched is because there's a friend of mine, I hope she doesn't, she's not listening to this, <laughs> there's a friend of mine at work who seemed to have developed uh, an interest in meditation. She said, I'm very interested in meditation. Uh, do you know where I can go? I said, well, there's this place, and, you know, in the East Village, my Want to go? What days? Well, you know, they have meditation in the morning and at night. Uh, do you go? I say, yeah, I attend there. <laughs> <laughs> you, can, you might find me there on Friday nights. <laughs> then she said, Friday nights? <laughs> uh, <laughs> what time? <laughs> well, 7.45. Oh. <laughs> Uh, I might try to make it the other day. <laughs> and I'm starting to say, wow, you people come here on a Friday night, late too. I'm impressed, I have to say. And I appreciate it very much on behalf of all my mother sentient beings. <laughs> okay. All right. I'm going to connect a couple of things together. And still, we're still doing the same thing. Okay. And it's always been my uh, intentions to try to point out how uh, practices that seems to be uh, very separate practices, how they are connected. And even pra uh, practices that seems to come from different lineages, even how they are connected. Or even different, uh, what you might call those, different, like, uh, 
like biology is one, and then physics is another, which are different. Subjects. Not just subjects. Disciplines. Disciplines. Yes, disciplines. Thank you. Like even different disciplines, sometimes they they have commonalities. They are seems to be going to the same direction. Okay. All right. I'm not going to go into different disciplines, but I'm going to different uh, uh, verses, different sutras that seems to be talking about completely different things. So, in the Metta Sutta, the Buddha is in, has instructed his, uh, his followers who are being harassed, okay, this is how you protect yourself. Okay. Now, it's not that the first time the Buddha is, is, is teaching them how to protect themselves, but it's been more explicit at that time. So, in something that seems to be not related to the Metta Sutta, the, the Dharmapada, okay? in the very beginning of the Dharmapada, the first uh, five verses, okay? I'm going to read the first five verses, and this is, uh, now there are so many translations of it, this is a translation by Max Muller. Not too many people like Max Miller because, you know, way back then, people prefer more recent things, but <laughs> this one is free. <laughs> <laughs> so if, the, if his words don't really help you, but don't get too hang up on the words, just try to see what meaning he's trying to get to, okay? <laughs> All that we are is the result of what we have thought. It is founded on our thoughts. It is made up of our thoughts. If a man speaks or acts with an evil thought, pain follows him as the wheel follows the foot of the ox that draws the carriage. Second verse. All that we are is the result of what we have thought. It is founded on our thoughts. It is made up of our thoughts. If a man speaks or acts with a pure thought, happiness follows him, like a shadow that never leaves him. Okay, this is... Now he's uh, expanding on what, on what he has just said. Okay. When he says, acts or speak with a pure thought, what does he mean, what does he mean by the kind, the, the kind of thinking? Okay, if you're thinking this way, if this is what you allow to be your natural thinking, uh, he abused me, he beat me, he defeated me, he robbed me. In those who harbor such thoughts, hatred will never cease. Okay, this is just in the level of thought. Okay. And the second, the verse that follows, he abused me, he beat me, he defeated me, he robbed me. In those who do not harbor such thoughts, hatred will cease. The next verse, for hatred does not cease by hatred at any time. Hatred ceases by love. This is an old rule. The world does not know that we must all come to an end here 
But those who know it, their quarrels cease at once. Okay. Now, how is this connected with what we're talking about? What we've been doing for the past, I don't know, three meditations. So if the monks, the practitioners who went to do their retreat, and as they were being harassed, if what they allowed their minds to do were, ah, those stupid uh, tree spirits, they're abusing us, they're beating us, they're robbing us of our uh, arrest. If that's all the only thought that they were allowed to, to be entertaining their mind, then they will be defeated. They will not be, they will, they will not have, that, these kinds of thoughts would not have helped them stop the situation, and it would not have done anything to help uh, to, uh, the, the tree spirits or those beings that were disturbing them. It would not help the situation. Okay, that's where hatred does not cease by hatred at any time. But instead, they stopped thinking along those, li- those lines. But instead, the Buddha gave them, okay, instead, now let, your, let thoughts of concern go out. Okay. Instead of thinking, abuse me, but wish them to be happy. Wish them to be ha- at peace. And really sincerely wish it. Don't just say it in your mind. Okay. Now, your mind is now thinking in a different way, reacting to a situation. Okay. That's what is very important. That's how you actually bring about change in your being, change in, in how the, you, the, you and the world relate to, to one another. Okay. It's those moments when you seem to be completely alone, and what kind of thoughts are you allowing? What kind of thoughts are you entertaining? What kind of thoughts are being habituated? Okay. You think that you know, it's just in the privacy of your mind. They, just, they exist only in the confines of your mind. They're not really doing anything. Okay. I'm just thinking. Okay. Now, that's very different from... I'm not saying that... And I'm sure the Buddha is not saying... Uh, if someone is abusing you, you try to say, Oh, he's not abusing me. Okay. Uh, if you're being abused, you are being abused. Okay. And you're supposed to. Uh, and if you're feeling anger, uh, angry about it, then you're justified to be angry. Okay. Those. Then let it stop there. Okay. Now I'm now I'm getting information. This is abusive, and this abusive uh, behavior is giving rise to anger. So this anger has the right to exist. Now, how are you going to deal with this now? Are you going to perpetuate this with hatred? Or are you going to try to use this as a means to uh, enact a transformation where the, where the abuse will cease and then instead of uh, uh, anger being uh, uh, induced, something else is being induced. Okay? Now it's up to you. You either perpetuate it or have something else come up. Okay. Now, the uh, uh, in other uh, sutras, the Buddha refers to this kind of thinking as uh, uh, it's translated as what kind of what thoughts 
do you consider? So it was called improper consideration or proper consideration. Meaning, when, when your mind seems to be running all by itself, what kind of thoughts are going on in your mind? Are they kind of thoughts that are, are, seem to be uh, awakening and invoking hatred? Or are they the kind of thoughts that are invoking love instead? Okay. If hatred actually promises, uh, it delivers what it promises, then by all means, let uh, all that hatred come up. But unfortunately, hatred is a deceiver. It promises you it's going to solve the problem, but only makes it worse. Okay? So give love a try. Don't think uh, immediately when you're, in, when you're engaging with someone or in a situation where hatred seems to be the, the natural emotion reaction to have towards it, you, think, you might think it's unfair to love this person because this person is not deserving of this wonderful feeling called love. This person is deserving of some of punishment. It will teach them a lesson. It will make them better. <laughs> really? <laughs> okay. So just consider, because of the habit of thinking a certain way, that's why we have what we have. Now we have to retrain the habit. We have to get a different habit to get a different result. So I'm using this. Thank you very much. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, how is this now connected to the Metta Sutta? So there are many, 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 almost, well, uh, many, many, many <laughs> methods of developing this power or connecting with this power that is called love, okay? Uh, it's actually the glue that holds things, uh, uh, anything that manifests, anything that appears and, 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 and undergoes what is called existence. It's because of this glue okay, that's holding it together. No matter what kind of appearance it has, whether it's a beautiful appearance, whether it's an ugly appearance, at its fundamental core, what's allowing it to have uh, the, the, the privilege of saying, exist, I'm existing, is because of this. Okay? Now, having said that, uh, and having said, there are many, many ways of connecting with this power, with this love. In the, I'm, I'm going to connect the Metta Sutta now with something else. Uh, Deche Nyimbo, uh, uh, called, uh, referred to as Pamunka Rinpoche. Uh, in the Lamso Namsum, uh, rather the commentary to the Lamso Namsum. What is the commentary called? I don't think the commentary is called anything. <laughs> okay. The commentary to uh, uh, Jeyo Rinpoche's Lamto Namsum, uh, where, he's, uh, where he's commenting on, on the part where you're supposed to be developing uh, bodhicitta, great compassion, he says, oh, by the way, there's a secret method. 
where you can develop love. And it has something to do with Chen Rizik, Avarukteshwara. Uh, uh, okay. And you know, something about visualizing Avarukteshwara in your heart. And that's what I'm going to say here. Go, go ask someone else for more information. Okay. Uh, of course, someone else would be, you know, asking for the proper teaching on it or something like that. <laughs> so when you finally ask for the proper uh, teaching on that, it turns out to be that Abhanga Nibuchi already gave you all the teachings, <laughs> but wanted you to make some sort of uh, connection with someone who was doing the practice, rather than just, you know, like uh, getting it, like uh, a proper transmission of it, rather than just reading, or oh, there's a practice like that. Okay. Uh, somewhat connected to what seems to be the preliminary, all these things are connected, right? There's already instruction about how to do this. Wow, the preliminaries that you're doing, which are called preliminaries, already has in it a practice which Wawukarimpoche, Bechen Yimbo, calls the secret practice. Okay. All right. <laughs> Don't worry, it's coming. <laughs> So hold that in mind, hold all those things in your, in your mind. Okay. <laughs> uh, now back to the Metta Sutta, the one translated by Tanisaro uh, Bhikkhu. Okay. This is to be done by one skilled in aims. Remember what that means now, right? Who wants to break through to the state of peace, that is, who wants to achieve true satisfaction ultimate satisfaction. You want to reach you know, what is called nirvana. This person must be capable, upright, and straightforward, easy to instruct. That means, you know, open-minded, gentle, and not conceited, content and easy to support, with few duties. Doesn't mean that uh, abandon everything you, you, you were doing before and try to find one thing. Just uh, try to see a common thread in all the things that you're doing and let it be just one duty in that sense, okay? Because of your life, you have this to do, you have this to do, you have this to do, but try to find a common thread within them, okay? And, and, and do them with that common thread in your mind. That way your mind will not feel that it's doing too many things. That is the energy of your mind that will not feel scattered, okay? Living lightly with peaceful faculties, Masterful, peaceful faculties mean uh, don't let your senses be overwhelmed. Always have a sense of uh, control. That is, when you are seeing something, hearing something, and you feel like you're getting, using control, bring control back. Okay? If looking at that thing or hearing that thing is not helping you getting a sense of control, then take your ears or take your eyes away from it. That's, that is, that is, with getting training peaceful faculties, okay? That is also called uh, uh, guarding the sense doors, okay? Masterful, modest, and no greed for supporters. Of course, no greed for supporters, you know, remember this is mainly being taught to ordain people who are, uh, don't have their own, they don't, they don't support themselves uh, in terms of the food and the housing, they, de they depend on others to do that. So don't have the kind of mind who's greedy for having, you know, who's thinking, oh, uh, whose mind who is, uh, how do you say, uh, 
focused or overly concerned with what am I supposed to do to get food, what am I going to do to get a house, housing. Okay, don't let your mind be too overly concerned with that. Okay. So that's mainly for those people. And you know, don't uh, stress those who are supporting you already. Okay, do not do the slightest thing that the wise will later censure. And all these are prerequisite for, for make being successful in meditation, for entering deep levels of meditation. If your mind is at ease, if your conscience is at ease, there will not be a part of your mind that is sort of holding on to, to, to something other than, than what you're supposed to be meditating on. If your mind is at ease, your conscience is at ease, the meditation will be at ease. There will not be a part of your mind that is uh, uh, in chain or arrested by something. That's why in the preliminaries, you do, uh, uh, I don't know, too many different ways of saying it, purification, uh, confession, that's why you do that part. Okay? It's to, get, it's to let the mind be, to not be held by dysfunctional guilt. Okay? Finally, all this is preparation. And now the meditation. This is how you begin the meditation. Say, so think happy at rest. Okay? And that's supposed to be with yourself. That is, develop love towards yourself. And having palpably experienced a sense of love for yourself, now spread it. And how do you spread it? You just simply, while you're experiencing the sense of love, you bring another person into your mind. See if you can hold on to the sense of love while you, the other person is there. Sort of directing your concern, directing your sense of uh, wishing for their welfare to that person, wishing happiness to that person, wishing peace to that person, and trying to see if that emotion of love will remain intact, stable, while the other person is there. So it's good to do it towards someone you already have a sense of connection with, that's easy for you, to, that you already love. So you can sort of see how it is, you know, how your mind holding on to the experience of love while there's another person there. And then you bring more people, more people. Uh, you bring more beings in there. And eventually you try to see if the mind, if you're holding on to that emotion of love at the same time, while you bring someone who, uh, they say enemy, but you don't need to have enemy like, you know, uh, someone is looking to kill you or something like that. Mm -hmm. no, just someone who, that you don't get along with nicely. Okay. So, so you bring that person into your mind and then you try to, now, maintain the sense of love while the other person is in the mind. And then direct the love, the same concern that you have for yourself, for those of you that you are already close to, and then have the same concern for that other, for that other person. Okay. When you reach that level, then you can try to have uh, a sense, at first it's going to be just a conceptual sense of this love is ex has extended to include everyone every being, wherever they may be, okay? And that's what uh, the rest of it is. But now we're going to just stick with, now I'm going to make the synthesis. Everything we've just thought about, okay? Happy at rest. Think happy at rest. So at rest may not be a good word. So think of peace. Happy and at peace, okay? Uh, now connect that with Dechen Yimbo, Pabogani Boche's instruction. You are going to 
this is a visualization that uh, 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 includes visualization. But the main point is not the visualization. The main thing is the emotion of palpable emotion of love. Okay. And don't go to the next level. Don't go to the next step. Or don't add anything until there's a palpable emotion of love. Okay. Uh, so. You could just have, right now you could just have the, in, uh, try to in, induce an intense aspiration, an intense wish to be able to love in a limitless way. Like who, for example? If you can think of someone in your life that you've met who seems to embody that, then you can think of that person. Okay, like that person. If that person is not someone that you've met, but someone you've read about, someone who's more like an uh, idealized person, then you can bring that person in your mind. Okay? So someone who can connect you with, at least in some, in some way, where a part of you uh, has a sense of confidence, a sense of conviction, yes, I can love that way too. Okay? So as you are summoning this person, and this is summoning, okay? when you're just thinking about this being, yeah. For those of you who already are able to, to, when you think of Avalokiteshvara, and Avalokiteshvara actually, 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 <laughs> actually represents that for you, then think of Avalokiteshvara. If Avalokiteshvara is just a foreign word that doesn't mean much to you, then there's nothing magical here, okay? So think of Avalokiteshvara, Avalokiteshvara and, and think of Avalokiteshvara uh, uh, visualize Avalokiteshvara and think of Avalokiteshvara as being okay, I'm going to make a connection the first thing I said about love being the glue think of Avalokiteshvara being the embodiment of that glue of that essence okay and think of Avalokiteshvara as being not just a person but rather an um, uh, amalgamation 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 of the love that is felt by all those who have perfect, perfected themselves already, the enlightened beings. As if you can even visualize this, if this will help the, 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 the concept. Okay? <laughs> yeah, Avalokiteshvara, right there. <laughs> That's the elaborate form of Avalokiteshvara. There's a more simple form without, with just the four arms. Okay? There's no simplified form of just two arms. The simplified form is four arms. And everything in there, the color, the standing, everything is supposed to uh, remind you, is supposed to bring forth into your mind, ah, that, that love, that all-encompassing love, that powerful love that holds all things together. Okay? The uh, um, embodiment of that love as it is exists that in, in the heart of every enlightened being, coming together in one place. Okay? Then you bring the evolution and you have that wish, I want, to re I want desperately to be able to have love just like that. Okay? To be free from any uh, stupid ideas that somehow loving is weak, to be free from any stupid ideas that somehow if I love that way, I'll get uh, walked all over, mm -hmm. I'll, I'll, I'll be uh, stepped on, uh, the only way that I, I, I can, even the fear that when I, if I do that, then I'll find myself becoming crazy, I want to become a martyr, I'll die, and I'll never really experience anything. So let, 
So that love that is called uh, 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 inconceivable courage, okay, inconceivable power, inconceivable manifester, okay. So it's embodied. I want to love like that. Then you bring uh, the image of Alokiteshwara inside your heart center. Okay. And then when, when you start to identify, you start to make that wish stronger and stronger and stronger and stronger while you see Avalokiteshwara in your heart. Avalokiteshwara now it, uh, starts to emit that ability to you in the form of light. And you're filled with that form of light. And as you're filled with that form of light, okay, now you go back to this, happy and at rest, or happy and uh, in peace, or at peace. Okay? Start wishing it. Start willing it. Okay? May I be happy and at peace. And if that doesn't quite catch you, capture you, doesn't do anything to you, now, this is where it's going to make sense because that's where you want it to be. You want to be practical. So, wish and strongly uh, will, not will in the sense of you feeling... Uh, uh, I was going to say something not good. <laughs> where you feel like you're straining, where you feel like you're forcing things, but will the sense of, a sense of, uh, of uh, how do I say that? Uh, effortless ease, effortless authority, okay? Like when, the same way I'm talking about, let me raise my hand now, okay? That same kind of will, feel connected to that, Okay? And may I be happy and at peace with all beings. Okay. Whenever I see a being, may the habitual thoughts that comes to my mind are concerns, loving concerns for that being, happy thoughts for that being. And may I be, may I live in peace that I may not have those thoughts that give rise to uh, hatred towards any being. Okay. So. Keep, wish, keep wishing that for yourself in terms of how you connect with all beings. And every once in a while, you might, uh, while you have all those things going on, you may also see yourself in a situation, a recent, recent uh, event or event that seems to repeat itself, and see yourself now entering that event, now n not allowing those kinds of thoughts that used to happen, happen again, but rather seeing yourself looking at this person, looking at this event, and only now thoughts of, may I be happy, may this person be happy, may I be at peace, may this person be at peace. And that's your real concern at that time. Okay? And you're going to keep doing this over and over and over and over again. Okay? And there's something else that, but you really need transmission for that one. <laughs> so, but this is the most important part. Okay? All right. Everything... All the steps clear? All right. So that's going to be the work we're going to be doing.
finding your tranquility in your body, I'm going to find the tranquility in the tea. <laughs> Next week, I'll give you the transmission. Yeah, stop being whining, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Should I got it uh, with the Ashley Woods by accident from the Isolinus? Dharamsala. <laughs> okay, all right. So we connect with the sense of tranquility because that's your platform of work. Okay, your meditators, that's where you go to work. Connect with the tranquility in the body, in the breath, and palpably again in the mind. And just recalling how it felt, how it was, will help you reconnect. And once you feel reconnected, stabilize that with observing five cycles of breath, and begin with, remember, the deep wish, Avalokiteshwara, or whoever embodies that for you. Not just a person, but the embodiment of how every enlightened being loves, loves you, loves all other beings. Make sure you have you in there. And deeply wish to love like that. And bring it to your heart. And continue the deep wishing for it to be like that. And see the ability spreading as like light. And then repeating the words from the sutra. But towards yourself, may I be happy, or may I be happy with all beings. May I be at peace with all beings. Okay, that's it. And then the, the real object of the meditation is not the visualization, it's not the thousand arms of Vairukiteshwara, it's the emotion of love. Okay, begin.
being within the level of tranquility. that is of con- where something is happening that is of concern to you and make a gift of this tranquility make through a dedication bring your attention back to the breath the physical breath that has weight temperature and let the awareness of the physicality of the breath make you become aware again of the body subject to gravity occupying space beginning with the crown of your head and add more and more awareness of the body until you are aware of the whole body from the crown of the head to the soles of the feet. Before I let you go, practical advice concerning the meditation, <coughs> just the sitting meditation itself. The visualization, the repeating of the words and looking for the sentiment, all that is called looking for the object, the real object. That is the object that you're going to be focused on, that you're going to be absorbed in. And that object is the emotion of love. Okay? so. Don't allow your mind to pretend to have found it. Okay? When it will have... When... uh, And don't think the visualization and then the words is the emotion of love. Put together makes the emotion of love. All that is invoking the the emotion of love. You have touch of it, hints of it, you feel something in your heart and it goes away. And eventually, there will be a palpable presence that you have to that you can only label as label as wow. There's love present. Okay. So don't rush until that comes until until there's a, until it's present. It will come. That and that process is the invocation of it, or one of the means of invoking it. Okay. So don't be oh this thing called love. It's nothing to it. I mean, it's just, you know. That, okay, I'm just about to shut up, I'm just saying, okay, you know, okay, that's, that's it, I'm just, no, what's the big deal? <laughs>
but that's not it. This is the means of getting to it, okay? And once it's there, there's no denying that it's there. Say, wow, there'll be a wow. If there's no wow, you haven't found it yet. <laughs> the wow will come, okay? All right, thank you.